This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, they have lots of art books available for you to buy. They have some of your favorites, I'm sure. Super Sonico, How to Draw Anime Girls, Near Automata, Nitro Plus art books, and adult art books of all sorts of varieties as well. So go to JList.com and check out some art books. I'm sure that you won't regret it, and you will be supporting this podcast with your patronage. So we hope to see you there. And now, time to start the show. So, all right, so, so, so my so, next one is... So that quote from, from Samurai X. Oh, that one. Is, here's the quote. The moon peers down on a diseased world. There is no cure for the disease. An entire race walks mindlessly into destruction. Not even a man of colossal power would be able to prevent the inevitable. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 370th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We are 30 away from 400. We are we are already old, but 30 away from really damn old. <laughs> so I'm your host, Mitsugi, and thank you so much for tuning in, each and every one of you. It's great to have such a lovely audience, wherever you're listening from, whatever you're doing. If you're at the gym, if you're at work, if you're commuting, thank you for tuning in. It's great to have you. We have, a, we have a good show for you today, and if you want to check out what we are going to be doing on our upcoming episodes, you can do it at our website, www.aaapodcast.com. Of course, we're also on iTunes, where you can leave us a five-star review, and we will read that on the podcast. And Kazuo would like you to know that our group page for the podcast is growing rapidly. It's exploding! Very rapidly, and I and I think you, he wants you to go to Facebook and join the group so you can talk to the other 800 people that are in there Do chatting. It. So that's Do the it um, that's, that's the new hotness, so you're going to want to check that out. And of course, we're on Twitter. You can tweet us at AAA Podcast, and we're at Elise Kova for Chiaki, and Kimiko is at... AAA Kimiko. AAA Kimiko, imagine that. <laughs> we just did a Hobby Addicts. Before the show today, in which the girls discussed their recent awesome trip to New York City and all of the crazy Broadway and restaurants and fun things that they got into. And we gave you some travel tips. Yep. If you decide to travel to New York City, or you can do what we will do from now on and just ask Enzo. <laughs> exactly. And of course, I didn't say it already, I am I am Mitsugi and I am joined by the women, Chiaki and Kimiko, so go ahead and Sup? say what's up. Hi guys. Is everybody having a good weekend? I am now. Yes. My car, my car battery died. Uh oh. And so oh. I had to. Um, yeah, no. I like like it was one of those. It was a pretty solid weekend. I wrote a ton. I crossed over thirty thousand words in Damn, book three God. of the Loom Saga. So that was a 
30,000, 30 to like 40,000 words is my hellish point where I usually get tired of a manuscript. Yeah. I, I actually think this one will be a little bit later. So I'm like, I'm ready to like just power through. Um, so no, I had a good weekend. And then I, I woke up today and my friend who was crashing with me, they, uh, he, he slept wrong and like a muscle in his back, I guess, spasmed and tensed. And so, and then it wouldn't let go. So it was basically like a Charlie horse in his lower back. Um, and it was agonizing pain. Like he couldn't walk. So I was helping him out. And then I found out my car battery was dead and it was, you've had a rough day. It's been a rough day, but I'm glad to be here. This, this is going to be a bright shining moment to my day. Well, I, uh, I'm sorry that you've had such a hellish start, but I hope that you are right. I think today, I don't know, maybe it's like full moon, new moon. If any of you out I, there are, know astro- astronomy, is that, I don't know if that's, if you know the moon. There's a full general, moon tonight? I, it feels like it must, because so today's been like one of those days where everything just hasn't gone quite right. Like I left my computer behind. My uh, my roommates' animals were going crazy. Uh, one of their cats woke me up like once an hour, every hour, the entire night. I had a friend staying over who like like the, her alarm went off like perpetually for hours. Like it was it was the weirdest sort of start to my day. And my day like starts a lot later, but it just nothing feels connected for me today. So the full moon is on Wednesday. Okay, that's T- not tonight. Tonight is a waxing gibbous at illumination at eighty nine percent. So it will look almost full, but the, <laughs> but it isn't. Which now I'm worried that like if this is like mo- crazy mojo leading up to the full, just stay inside on Wednesday. <laughs> just it's gonna be a pretty bad one. Just I put think. on your jammies. I'm going. Put outside on your slippers. I'm, I'm gonna be howling. Ha- howling. I'm going outside. I'm You're gonna, gonna I'm finally gonna, oh. tur- go into your wear form. Yeah. It only happens once a month. I gotta live it up. <laughs> You know, I too have something that only happens once a month. <laughs> oh, oh my, oh, oh my. <laughs> All right, so we have a good podcast for you today. We are going to be talking about, we're, we're going to be doing an interesting little fun game that is somehow going to determine the top 10 anime that you must see before you die. And it will be the only list that matters in the entire world. The and only if you, one. Yes. If you disagree with it, you're wrong. Before you leave this... <laughs> This mortal coil, this this realm of flesh, this 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 space of the living. If you actually, if you don't watch these ten anime before you die, then you don't make it into the afterlife. You're stuck in a perpetual liminal purgatory. You don't you don't so. even make it. You don't even make it to the pits of anime hell or to the clouds of the Moe Archangel. You don't get to go anywhere. You just get stuck in the garbage pile of the in between. That's a that's a rough time. That is I hear a rough there's time. a Waffle Hut there. <laughs> a Waffle Hut. We're also yes. we're also going to be doing impressions. We have a we have a huge slate of impressions for you today from the spring 2017 season. We're going to be doing Alice to Zoroku, Recreators, Fuku Menke Noise, Buso Shoujo Machiavellism, and Kenka Bancho Otome Girl Beats Bo- Boys. Right? Is that yeah, right? that's right. It's yeah. a long. It's a pretty long title. Yep. So, without further ado, shall we uh, get this this party started? I think it's time. Sounds good. So, a couple of days ago, on May fourth, may the fourth be with you. There and also with you. There was a an article that came out from the Japan Times. I know we're I know we've heard about we've heard this a million times, but it's becoming more and more official. 
the population of children in Japan has officially dropped for 36 consecutive years in Japan. 36 years straight. Uh, and the, the, the title of the article was, Population of Children Sinks to Yet Another Record Low. So my take is that j- children in Japan are becoming extinct. According to the latest data released last Thursday, the number of children 14 and under as of April 1st, which includes foreigners, had fallen to 15.7 million, which is down 170,000 from a year ago. I love how it says, which includes foreigners. All, like, 300 of them. All three of them. <laughs> this is the lowest amount of children in Japan since the data has was being collected in 1950. So Japan currently is at the lowest point of having children in their country since 1950. And by age, here's the kicker, by age, those in the 12 to 14 year age bracket make up the largest chunk of those children at three and about three and a half million. And the youngest group, which is new newborns to two years old, is the smallest group. So the numbers, this number is going to keep dropping. Yeah. So it's not it's not looking like this trend will be broken anytime soon so I I do what I do feel like pointing out and I and I feel I feel bad um, pointing this out when when he's not here to defend himself I don't know maybe Kazuo's in the chat um, but I do want to say that we went to Japan yeah. not long ago mm-hmm. with Kazuo what and a Kazuo had one mission he failed and this article came out just a couple days ago clearly he didn't follow his dream. Clearly, clearly, Kazuo needs to go back to Japan. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, no, no! I'm sorry. I'm. I just realized I made a mistake on the timeline. We need to see if in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That they will have no way of knowing just yet. Yes. In Bullshit. nine months, hopefully. Bullshit. Maybe you should send me to Japan. You were just You're there. In Japan. I'm the only one in Japan that was that was going on Tinder dates and, you know, exploring and that. falling in love with pure little angels. She was, she was, a, she was, <laughs> she was a little bit angelic. That doesn't, that doesn't help promote the uh, population, Mitsugi. Oh, it does. We'll find the, we'll find the, the, the promiscuous girls, and we will, we will save this country. So the ratio of children to the overall population in Japan also slipped to a record low of twelve percent. So according to this data, only twelve percent of the people of the population of Japan is a child, which is, that's not good. That's for those of you that don't know math. That's one in ten. Although there's a part of me that's like, maybe that's why I love this country so much. Also, among the 31 <laughs> countries in the world with a population of at least 40 million people, Japan's ratio of children to everyone else was the lowest, with Germany being just behind Japan. They had about one percent more children than Japan did. So Germany is the second lowest. So they're not they're not uh, making making them babies either. So, I don't know. What do you do? Send uh, Kazuo back. He failed in his mission. No, no, no. We don't he know that yet. He had one job. We don't know that yet. Because I and doubt By this, his own admission. I doubt this data includes, like, currently pregnant. It's probably just childbirths. Exactly. Exactly. And who's to say that when we go back, which we will, we will go back. That's a when, not an if. Yeah. When we go back, he's already got, you know, the mentality going. Maybe he'll practice a little bit of his Japanese. Maybe he'll work up a little bit more of the courage. You know, maybe uh, maybe it just takes one more go around. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it was it doesn't a big work every time. It was a big disappointment. <laughs> and I'm, that wasn't a penis joke. That's just a getting it, pregnant yeah. is hard joke for most women. 
had I gotta put your legs up over your head or something, uh, right? I don't know. Prime Minister Abe, when he when he entered the office in Japan in like 2012, one of his missions was to make sure that people were going to have more children and that the population of Japan wouldn't drop below 100 million people. That was one of his missions, and they've done things since then to try to encourage to promote the the procreation of human life or whatever you want to call it. One of which was offering tax breaks for single for mothers that have children and also offering people time off during the day specifically so that people could go, could go home and get it on. Yeah. Believe it or not. Like if you were like <laughs> recent if you were like recently married and didn't have any kids and were going to try to have a kid, they would they would get, give you quickie breaks. They would give you quickie breaks. Oh my god. <laughs> Can I mean Wait, what if what if they just don't know if you are gay? And you're like, yeah, 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 I'm going home to have a kid. <laughs> Promise. Yeah. Again, re- recently married. Oh, yeah, that's right. They I don't, don't think, do that there. I don't think they do that there. Plus, even if they did do the whole marriage thing, they would probably know that you, the baby making is, is not possible. Is hard. So no matter what they do in Japan, they can't seem to get the population up. I know we're all kind of tired of hearing about it, but 36 years <laughs> in a row of, of drop is a pretty, that's pretty... That's pretty remarkable. I liked the pun, Mitsugi. What was that? They can't get it up. They can't. <laughs> they can't get it up, and they can't get that population up. Children are, children are going extinct in the land of the rising sun. I did see very few when we were there. Except yeah, no for kidding. that one parade of them on oh, Miyajima. so cute. Every single child in Japan was in Miyajima <laughs> while, while we were there. It was the, like, I don't even like kids, man. Like, I think it's it's a well-known fact that I am just not a huge fan of children. But it was the cutest thing I had ever seen in my life. And they, they kept whispering to each other and pointing and being like, I, I swear I heard a couple of those kids say gaijin. Oh, yeah, They're for adorable. sure. For sure. Like, yeah. it was just so cute. Yeah. They were so surprised by our presence. All right, so you guys ready to play Does Mitsugi's Mom Know? You betcha. It's time for Does Mitsugi's Mom Know? The game show that pits Mitsugi's unassuming mother against anime's most basic questions. Now here are your hosts, the Anime Addicts. All right, so we should have a caller on the line. Hello, everyone. So, who, what what would you like to go by, and where are you located? Okay, uh, well, you uh, you guys know me as Peter Wright from the chat, so uh, I don't think I need any further introduction. <laughs> no, I, I should think not. The man who needs no introduction. What up, homie? <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I'm uh, I'm the the, the faithful uh, uh, chat lurker. For- <laughs> Way too long right now. And, but uh, yeah. And where are you located? Yeah, I'm currently in uh, in Brussels. So um, oh, cool. Yeah, you might be experiencing uh, Brussels. That's so cool. Yeah, I like it's it's, That's, it's neat to have people calling from different parts of the world. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, so you might be experiencing some 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 lag. So uh, sounds so bad. Yeah. Please let me know if something goes wrong. You sound you sound perfectly fine. Now now now, what time is it in Brussels right now? It's uh, half past eleven at night. That's dedication right there. And I, I usually just uh, just I'll just be in the chat until the the main podcast recording is over, and then I just just pass out. <laughs> well, we don't That's blame my Sunday you. Sunday night. Too too much excitement. 
So, All right. I, I know you know how to play this game, but I'm going to explain the rules to you anyway. So, I have yeah. I have five questions here for you, and your job is to determine whether or not my mother, who doesn't know much about anime, but she knows enough to be slightly dangerous with the questions, and a little bit unpredictable. Oh, okay. So, your job is to guess whether or not she knows the answers to the questions that I ask, and if you can get three out of five right, we will give you a very inadequate prize that will make you happy for at least an hour. All right, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's enough for me. Awesome. Oh, and you can ask the women's if you need help with any of the questions. We'll we'll give you the lifelines. We can try. Yeah, okay. yeah, you can try. I get I get I get I get two lifelines. All right. So, are you are you ready for your practice question? I'm going to give you a practice. How many original Pokemon are there, not including the secret Pokemon Mew and, and missing missing No? How many Pokemon? Oof. Now, we all know it's 150, right? I think. I think we are pretty much all Wait, know. what? Yes, yes, yes. The question, oh, Chucky, <laughs> stop it. But does right. my mother know the answer? I think, um, I think your mother knows. You're putting, the, you're putting your faith in my mother. Well, I'm putting my faith in your mother. That's oh wait, that is that is a very. Dangerous I've never statement. met her, but but I'm guessing she's a very nice lady who knows a lot about <laughs> uh, about your hobby. She's she's been listening to the podcast lately, so she probably l appreciates the fact that you called her nice. And I, and I'm gonna try to say nothing um, sarcastic or intentionally funny about her while we're doing this. All right, so let's all see. Right, all, right, all right, all right. Let's see if she knows the answer. Okay. How many original Pokemon are there, not including the secret Pokemon Mew and and missing missing No? How many Pokemon? And the original? Yeah. Twelve. Twelve. I, I never followed Pokemon. <laughs> okay. So well, so much for that one. Right. She 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 was what within? She got eight. She was about eight percent of the actual amount. <laughs> yeah. well, that's not so bad. That's close. Yeah. Close, close enough. We'll give it to her. All right. So, are you ready to play the game for real? And I hope you have better luck. Okay. Um, go ahead. Okay. Here comes your first question. What right. people? Most people know what anime is, but what is a manga? Hmm. Mm. Right. Mm. It's like a fifty-fifty. I mean, who knows? It's a fifty-fifty. Um. I'm pretty sure that you've you've probably mentioned the word manga to your mom once, but does she know what it is? You know, um, you might know by now, but I'm terrible at games, so I'm going to guess that she knows. Am I locking you in on that? Just lock me in. All right, here comes the answer. What people, most people know what anime is, but what is a manga? A manga is the is uh, well, it's not really a comic book, but it's a book about written. It's a book like a, uh, I guess you call it a comic book. I think you got it. I was gonna say that hey. counts, right? Well, yeah, that's totally oh, yeah. yeah. accurate. She, she absolutely said it was a comic book. Good job. Yes. All right. Thanks. Wow. Here's Kimiko's favorite. <laughs> She can't listen to that I drop can't. without laughing. All I don't right, even so know you're, why anymore. You are, you're, you're doing quite well. Are you ready for the next question? Yeah, go ahead. What kind of animal is Pikachu? That's a weird question. 
What? Everyone I knows. I don't even know what kind of animal Pikachu <laughs> is. So. Do you either of you two know? I mean, I would say electric rat, but like I would have said squirrel. It's a <laughs> Pikachu's a mouse. Oh, he's a mouse. Yeah. Oh. But I think I'd take rat also. But doesn't my Ra mother? I guess Raichu is more the rat. Pikachu would be more. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, could be. I just, I guess. But whether think, we know uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think since even I don't know, and even Chucky or Kimiko doesn't know, <laughs> um, I'm guessing your mom also doesn't know. Duh, but does she know? Go ahead. Let's find out. What kind of animal is Pikachu? A cat? No, wait. A fennec fox. <laughs> Specifically! <laughs> that is so specific! <laughs> That really was specific. Fennec All Fox. right. Two down. There it is. Well done. Kimiko, you listened to the sound effect and you didn't laugh. Oh, no. There, no. <laughs> no, there it goes. There it goes. All right. You, wow, you're two for two. This is going to make... I'm actually rooting against you on this next question. <laughs> what? I would, okay, okay, I would like okay. to have at least one more question. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please, right. please win. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yes. The final... Well, hopefully the final one, but go ahead. What is an Ochinchin? <laughs> okay, no one can see our faces, but that Kimiko and I were shocked. Pizza King. You what? said that to your mother? <laughs> you, you don't know the things that she's heard and seen. That's true. I made her watch Ninja Scroll. She was scarred forever. Okay, did the, these questions are becoming becoming more obscure by the by the question. Um, you might think so, but, but, do uh, you know, but, but do you know what my favorite topic of conversation is? <laughs> I, 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 I have no, I have, I haven't the foggiest really, but I think it's I'm going nuts. to finally make use of one of my helplines. Um, Kimiko, what do you think? I hope she doesn't know what this is. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say that she doesn't. Okay. Um, well. I'm going to trust you blindly, uh, Kimiko, okay. so, um, she doesn't know. Gotta hope I'm right. All right, for two million dollars, what is an <laughs> Ochinchin? What is an Ochinchin? I don't know. You want to take a guess? An Ochinchin? Ochinchin. An Ochinchin? Um, a cousin. It means a penis. Means what? Penis. Oh, penis. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said penis. <laughs> My reaction oh, is, I thought you said pianist. <laughs> she's such a she's such a good penis. sport. Yay! She we is. did it. We did it. Penis. All right. Well, you just you, yeah. ju you, you just won the game. Three for three. Well done. Savage yes. style, with no effort needed at all. You said you weren't good. At, you said you weren't good at games. Yeah, well, the first the first question was completely wrong, and that was the easiest, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, it was only the other three that mattered anyway. So, congratulations. Would you like to do a bonus question just for shits? Um, sure. Why not? All right. Here comes question number twenty nine on my list. <laughs> <laughs> what profess? What right. profession does Lupin the Third practice? doesn't really have a profession. He does. Except for thieving. Is that a profession? Uh, yeah. It's 
profitable. I, I actually think <laughs> I, I think Lupin would call it his profession. Yeah. I, I guess so. Um, but since this is probably the last question, uh, Chucky, what do you think? Um, I think she'd know what Lupin the Third's profession was. Yeah. Yeah, I think she'd okay. know Lupin the Third. And, and, and why do you think? What do you think she would know? Because I think that Roko and Mitsugi, that was one of the shows that they probably watched around her and that she's seen. And I also think it's a show that Mitsugi holds in high esteem. So he probably showed it to her at some point. That's my guess. Okay, that makes an awful lot of sense. So um, I'm, I'm a very trustworthy person. So I'm going <laughs> to say that. I hope I'm not leading knows. you astray. All right, here we go. Yes. What, profess- what profession does Lupin the Third practice? Isn't he like a private detective or something? Oh. Aww. Oh. She didn't get that one right. But you know what? But you know what? You still won the game today. So thank you so right. much for calling in. And I and I'm gonna reach. I will reach out to you off the air. I'll pass you on to to the to the secretary that we don't have on the podcast <laughs> to figure out to figure out right. what you would like for your prize. Thank you so much for calling in. You're very welcome. All right. All right. Have a good night. I'll, uh, you too. <laughs> Congrats. Secretary also named Mitsugi. That was a, that was an easy win for him. Yeah, that he was tw- solid. He tore, yeah. that, he tore that up. I totally nailed that lifeline. I'm real proud of myself. <laughs> all right, let's move, all right, let's move right into our trivia real quick. So the trivia this week is on the theme, name the anime studio. So I, I, I throw a picture up on the website and you go to the website and you tell me what studio did the anime that's in the picture this week the picture of the picture was of the anime planetess which is a very good a very good show it's very good sci-fi sci-fi anime that is done by studio sunrise so the answer to the question is studio sunrise the correct answers to the question were ricky bobby golden jedi link nell 1876 chibi rob anime vagabond shake a spear icy rose mexican-canadian Manly Mudkip, Scythoro, Frigimon Fanatic, level 69, Arcanine. I said no tomato. Link 182, 7 star, uh, Irradius, Kyojin 13, Kronos, Daft Punk, Black Shinobi, MRF, MR, Mr. Firebeard, and my wife who is. So basically our entire listener base. Oh, Kimiko. (laughs) That's Uh, a lot of people. It's probably about half a percent. Something like that. It was a joke because there was so many. Well, one very long list of when I have names. When I put up the Sailor Moon question, oh yeah, there were like 110 people answered it. So anyway, so the winner for the week is Frigimon Fanatic, who I think was Andrew, who joined us in Japan. So congratulations, if I'm not mistaken. Congrats. So yeah, so so that's good. It's good. It's good to have a familiar face win the trivia for the week. And even if it's not Andrew, still congrats. I'm pretty sure it is. All right. So let's move to the news break. Sweet. So when we come back from the news break, we're going to be doing our little game that will determine what the 10 anime are that you must see before you die. The only list that will ever matter. Yes. The only one. But before that... Save your souls. We have an in-show trivia question for you to play at home. And the question is, what is the name of the swinging pendulum-like boxing technique used by Ippo in the anime Hajime no Ippo? And when we come back, we'll have the answer to that and so much more. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere.
Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and yep, you guessed it, it's time for your anime news break. So last week, we had a poll that talked about what the favorite onsen bathhouse episodes were in anime, and now, because summertime is just around the corner, there have been polls in Japan that are asking people a similar question, what are anime's best swimsuit episodes? Now, of course, the poll was broken down into men and women separately, and amongst men, the top three swimsuit anime episodes are Amagami SS, episode 13 through 16, Infinite Stratos, episode 9, and Sword Art Online, the extra edition. For women, the third most popular swimsuit episode was Utano Prince Sama Revolutions, episode 2, followed by Tolkien Nanbu Hanamaru, very recent anime series, episode 7, and of course, you guessed it, free and free eternal summer, all the episodes. So, not too shocking there, and people seem to be loving their swimsuit episodes in advance of the summer. Now here comes some weird news coming from Capcom. Capcom recently put out some additional DLC for the Street Fighter V video game, which included both special costumes for the game and an additional temple to do your fights in called the Temple Hideout. The stage has is very themed after a, after Thai Buddhist temples, and there is background music that includes chanting. However, Capcom pulled the uh, the DLC from their service very quickly because they noticed that the background music for that level included religious references, and they wished to immediately cease distribution of it so that they could fix this. And they will be putting the the, the DLC back up with background music that was previously used in another stage. So looks like Capcom being a little proactive with the mistakes that they that they made. Next up, we have some VR news. Higurashi no Naku Koro ni Utsutsu, the VR experience is going to be in Tokyo in May. The Higurashi no, no Naku Koro ni game, which is in VR, is going to cover the Sumi Bohoro Boshi Hen or the Atonement Chapter arc from the original Higurashi no Naku Koro ni video game. For those of you that don't know what the game is about, the story revolves around murders that happen at the same time as an annual festival in a quiet rural village in Japan. Very gritty, violent anime and game series. And to experience that in VR is probably pretty horrifying, so I'm, I would be interested to give that a try myself if I could get my hands on it. And lastly, Japan is constantly trying to drive tourism to areas of the country where Tourism has suffered due to natural disasters, namely the Fukushima region, which was struck by the horrible earthquake and tsunami some years ago. The Onohama City Planning Citizens Conference that's around Fukushima has began streaming an anime short on YouTube called Jinryoku Senkan Shiokaze Sawakaze. They hope that this anime short is going to drive more tourism to the coastal region in the Fukushima prefecture and that the anime's production committee is very hopeful that it'll help restore the region to, to a little bit more of what it was prior to the earthquake in 2011. This was Mitsugi and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the show. Mitsugi, remember that one time when Kimiko sat on my lap for like the whole after party? How can I forget? Or that time when you were super hungover from partying in Tokyo? Hey now. We get up to some crazy things on the after parties sometimes, don't we? For sure. 
And if anybody listening wants to get in on the fun, they can do so by subscribing to our $3 support tier and getting access to our bi-weekly after parties. Just go to aaapodcast.com forward slash join and select the $3 tier. Set up your membership if you don't already have one from the forums. As soon as you're done, you'll be enjoying our full backlog of after parties and have access to every time we release a new one. Don't miss another moment of the crazy. Head to aaapodcast.com forward slash join. And we're back to the 370th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. What's up, women? Well, how are the women's doing? Well, I'm doing all right. Oh, that is so lovely. I'm glad to hear it. All right, so we had an intro trivia question. The question, once again, was, what is the name of the swinging, pendulum-like boxing technique that used by Ippo in the anime Hajime no Ippo? Does anybody know the answer? No. The swinging pendulum? It is called the Dempsey Roll, coined by John Dempsey, who was a famous boxer, which is a very, like, a momentum-building, back-and-forth type of punching motion. So, very cool, very cool move from the anime. All right. So, we have a topic here today that is a little interesting. I'm not really too sure how it's going to go down, but we're going we're gonna to try it. This was Chiaki's sort of idea. I've had to execute. Oh, I have man. faith in it. Putting this on me. So basically what we have done is- You know how I am. I just throw you under the bus at will. <laughs> um, Quick, we, there's a bus. Throw, push Chiaki. Ah! So there are, uh, we, we, each, we each put together 10 anime that we each think people need to see before they die using whatever criteria we deemed fit. So- I, I kind of, I don't know if I did it correctly. I'm just going to throw that out there. I picked the ones that I personally have seen and the ones that I personally would want to want people to see before they die. Is that, was, was that okay? Well, I, I, I think that we can each kind of talk about our methodology of how we each came to determining what our list was. Okay, cool. Uh, but I think all of us, um, I think all of us, have only put anime that we've seen okay. on our list. There are no duplicates on the list. And the way we're going to do this is we all did our list in no particular order. And Mitsugi will say the first anime on his list, Kimi, or Kimiko or I, will then say, we'll say Kimiko because that's the order on our talk. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Kimiko will then say her first anime. And we will decide which anime is better. And then that anime will take over the number one slot, and all subsequent anime are bumped down. Got all right. It. Who's going to manage the list? I will. All right. So the first anime on the wall, I picked my anime by a large degree of don't give a shittery. So that's how I chose mine. Oh, okay. Like you you don't or the anime doesn't or? I don't. I didn't. I was just like, yeah, that, that's pretty good. That's cool. That one's good. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, that one's good. And then a couple of uh, just funny stuff. Okay. But, uh, for shits. Okay. It's very scientific. Yeah. It, it sounds incredibly scientific. Lots so, of hypotheses. Yes. Hi, null hypotheses, hypotheses, controlled experiments, expensive reagents. We did it all last night. 
in six minutes. <laughs> I did it while at work. Oh, well, goodness. It was slow. At least you were I being did it productive. on my couch. Okay. All right. So what's your number one slot, Mitsuki? M.D. Geist. <laughs> oh, my God. Well. Because c- man buttocks. Considering that we... <laughs> don't have any others that is now the number one spot because most dangerous geist is the shit and if you don't like it you can get the out of here kimiko what is your first one princess mononoke uh because i know we um so we decided that we were going to incorporate movies and that was real hard for me um so what i ended up doing is the first the first four on my list are all from different directors that I feel like, or I think the first five on my list are all from different directors that I feel like you need to see at least one movie of. And in my opinion, one of their best are ones that are the most notable for the director. So Princess Mononoke, one of, I think, Miyazaki's best films. So that's that's my number one. Before you choose which is better between Princess Mononoke and Most Dangerous Geists, <laughs> I want you to consider something. Okay. And that is this. As soon as I figure out how to use my computer. Most dangerous. Most dangerous. <laughs> he is whacking the soundboard with the gyration of his thighs. <laughs> All right. Well then. And I have oh, never heard and, a better argument for a number one slot in my life. And, and, and one more thing. What? What? Come on. All right, so <laughs> Princess Christ. Mononoke takes over. That's <laughs> the number one slot. Oh, well, that's okay. Geist is still number two. All right. Right now. All right. My number one was Grave of the Fireflies. So that's the way that the way that I picked my list is I tried to pick anime that I thought personally were fantastic, and then also I tried to pick a mix of styles, directors, and uh, influence on the industry. Oh my goodness, you're an overachiever. So, Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you know what? Go F it. Is it better or worse than Princess Mononoke? It's That's a very okay, difficult. Okay, so that's one. that's really that's really hard. I'm I'm going to say because because Grave of the Fireflies uh actually managed to make the top 10 list of best war movies, not just best animated movies or animated war movies, I feel like it should it should supersede Princess Mononoke. I agree. All right. It moves into the number one spot. Mitsuki, your next one. Naushka of the Valley of the Wind. And we will get off of Ghibli, I think. Well, I was going to say, and and we're evolving this topic as we go, but I was going to say, when it is a something by the same director, do you want to then only go up to head, head to head against the other film? So, for example, we would then decide if Princess Mononoke deserves to stay or if Nausicaa deserves to stay in that slot. I I like the idea of getting rid of the other Miyazaki films and letting the one we decide to be in the list be kind of like the the Miyazaki slot. Okay. So that's, like that's it, my inclination. Yeah, it's basically it'll be the catalyst for we want you to watch Miyazaki in general and this is the number 1 that we've decided on. And then it leaves nine more slots for other directors and other anime. I agree. Okay. So Princess Mononoke or Nausicaa? Princess Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. Okay. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, by a hair. I mean, Nashka to me is a is a cooler film. It's more it's more energetic. It's maybe a little more fun and it's more fantastical. But Mononoke as Princess a film, Mononoke though. is a great movie. You know yeah. what? You know what put Princess Mononoke on that hair higher than Nasca? Hmm. The music. I was gonna say the lack of 80s synth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The the music in Nasca is good. There's and some good music, yeah. But yeah. There's some 80s synth. There, in there there is like some of the best of Joe Hisaishi's scores, I think, comes out of Princess Mononoke, for sure. All right. Who who directed Grave of the Fireflies? Shin, uh not not Shin Takahata. 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 Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, underappreciated. Oh. Um, Sweet. Um, my second one, uh, again, going off of um, the different directors for the films, um, Satoshi Kon's Tokyo Godfathers. I almost put this on my list, so I was so glad it made it onto your. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. I love that movie. It's a nice Christmas film. I know, right? And it's a good representation of not just uh, Satoshi Kon's style, but the fact that he can do something other than a psychological thriller. Will this beat out Grave of the Fireflies for number one? No. No. Not Mononoke no. for two? Um, Probably not. No. Not for me. MD Geist for three? Yes. No. Come on. What? <laughs> I, I vote it beats out MD Geist. Oh, come on. Boris <laughs> All right. Okay. My next one is Ghost in the Shell. But but specifically the original 1995 that started the whole property, okay. Ghost in the Shell. Like, like kind of like Miyazaki. Go watch the entire Ghost in the Shell franchise. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about the original film here by Oshi. Okay. I say, are we, we going to run down the list every time? Well, I think I think we, we can slot it in. We can each say where we think it should go. Maybe. Above Empty Geist. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's at the bottom of the list, excluding Empty Geist at this point. Mm. Mostly because all we have on here are great films. Yeah, that's at the moment. The films are going to be. I I would actually argue for it to go over Tokyo Godfathers, but I don't feel passionately enough to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I've never seen it, so I wouldn't be able to argue. Actually, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with Chiaki because I think it was way more impactful. Based, based off of the uh, based off of its influence, I'll put it above Tokyo Godfathers. Woo! That's fair. I think if Tokyo Godfathers just vanishes from the face of the earth, literally nothing changes. If Ghost in the Shell vanishes suddenly, something might change. Yeah, in anime. Okay, so and then I for the next one I have um, getting away from movies. Of course, one of my favorite anime of all time. Talk about it excessively. The Twelve Kingdoms. I have only seen parts of the Twelve Kingdoms, so I don't know how qualified I am to weigh in on this. Yeah, and I've never seen it. Um. I would still actually put it above Tokyo Godfathers, though. Really? Yeah. Oh. I would not put it above Grave of the Fireflies. I would not put it above Princess Mononoke. Um, it's somewhere around the Ghost in the Shell level for me. But the reason why I'm knocking it down is because it doesn't have an ending. Yeah. It wraps up one arc, but I've from what I've heard. It's true, but like I mean, in all in all honesty, the book series is so long that they would have needed another eighty episodes probably to finish it. But, but I'm I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm okay putting it below Ghost in the Shell, but I think it's better than as as it's as a whole. I like it better than Tokyo Godfathers, personally. So is it below or above Ghost in the Shell? Below. Below. Okay. Next one. So my third one, um, I chose, and this is again going off of. Um, 
I didn't just want to choose great directors or great uh, anime that or anime that I really enjoyed. I also wanted to choose ones that were uh, distinctive either to a genre or to the director itself. So for Makoto Shinkai, I actually chose Voices of a Distant Star. I thought about this one too. Yeah, because that's not only one of his first, actually his first quote unquote film that he did, but he did all of it himself. Yeah. Like he he did 90% of production and he did some voice work. He did the animation. And so it's a really good representation of where Makoto Shinkai got his start. So I thought that, that it deserved to be on the list purely for that. See, I have a hard time placing this because I think I think that Shinkai and and I'll come out I'll I will I will say this here now. I think that Shinkai has been cemented as one of the the great anime directors of our time. Oh, for sure. At this point. And I agree that not only is this film important as this was his first work really, but I also think it's it is good. Um but as a film, I would say it's not really as good or better than any of the other ones here. And so this is why yeah, I'm like, it's, it's tough. It's it's a tricky one because like, it's not bad, but, and it also has all that other, I don't know. What do you guys think for where to put it? Um, I would put it, honestly, I would put it at the bottom, just above Geist. I mean, I think it's a great movie. I really do. I think it's like close to a masterpiece, but it really, it's only 20 minutes long. I mean, do, do you think it's better than Tokyo Godfathers? I would ask you. So, uh, so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and and it's spoilery a little bit um, for the rest of this list that we're going through. But I would say to temporarily put it just above MD Geist for now, because it is like I know we're gonna have some more Makoto Shinkai in here eventually, and okay. his other films are definitely gonna be further up in the list. Okay, well, so this will just be now. a temporary slot so that we know that Makoto Shinkai is on the list for now. All right, my next one is not a film. It is a series, Hibane Renme. Okay. Never seen it. What's it about? Purgatory. I think it's about purgatory, Ooh. honestly. But yeah, it's very metaphoric. It's it's, right. it's very take away what mm. you will from it. I I think it I think it encapsulates a lot of kind of the late 90s, early 2000s of psychological anime when you saw like the Paranormal Agent and Boogie Pop Phantom and that kind of period of anime. And that aside, it's just a really good anime all around. The music is good. The animation is good. The writing is good. It doesn't, I don't know, refresh my memory, Mitsuki, but I don't remember it having any filler in it. I mean, it's not always a dead serious show it's mm -hmm. not very long yeah it's only 12 episodes longer than a movie yeah and, and <laughs> there, there there are episodes that's there are there are definitely a, a handful of world building episodes in it but the show really is it's one of those like wispy uh shows that you watch it and then when you're done with it you sit there and you with your friends and you talk about what you just watched that's or, impactful. Or, or, or you would watch it for a college class on like a liter like a literary class, and the the educational benefit of the anime isn't watching the anime; it's the classroom discussion you have about it afterwards. Yeah, everyone has a different opinion about of, on what it's about, um, what the different things in the show mean. It's definitely like when you go to an art museum and you see a painting that's kind of abstract and you ask your friend, you know, what do you see or what does it make you feel? And they're like, it makes me feel angry. And you're like, I thought this was the most peaceful piece yeah. ever. So um, I think I, I think I know where I, where I would put it. I on kind this of list. I kind of have my spot, too. All right. So 
Grave of the Fireflies? No. No, it's not that good. Uh, Princess Mononoke? No. Ghost in the Shell? No. Twelve Kingdoms? I would still say no. Okay. Go to Tokyo Godfathers? This is where I start to get unsure on placement. I, I honestly think I would put it just above Tokyo Godfathers. Um, that, that's how I feel about it. I couldn't. I couldn't decide between just above or just below. But mm. I'm. 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 It's difficult. They're right about the same for me. I. I would say putting it just below. Okay. Because I think Tokyo Godfathers just has that story okay. that it's so well told. It's <laughs> yeah. It's well animated. It's it's a loved movie. I, I. 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 I'm okay with it. All right. All right. So the next one on my list is Monster. Uh, I would say arguably one of the bo- most well written stories that we have in anime. Um, 74 episodes of non-filler and very uh, adult, gritty, serious, suspense, thriller, drama that's... I've heard this is one of the best anime. Like, like it's interesting because when I, whenever I make a list like this, I do Google like best anime of all time and I want, because yeah. I want to see what other people are saying and normally I look at lists and I'm like, um, no, <laughs> sorry, Gurren Lagann was not the best anime of all time. There are a handful of manga I hear about when people say, oh, this is the best manga of all time. One of them is Akira. Yeah. One of them is Naoshika of the Valley of the Wind. And one of them is Monster. And and Monster keep... The, my point was that Monster kept coming up on almost every list. So even though I haven't seen it... Same. I, I know that this anime is phenomenal. It but, really is. But it's going to fall to you to slot it, Mitsugi, because I can't... I, I can't weigh in necessarily having not seen it. Um, I, honestly, I would put it probably right below. I will put it right below Princess Mononoke. I think it's I think it's that good. Okay. Maybe it, I mean, story wise, it's not even close. Like it just crushes Princess Mononoke. But Princess Mononoke is like a, is a very influential film that's difficult to bump off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Monsters' story is. Um, practically unrivaled it's so well written yeah so i'm i'm okay with it because like i said it's it is one of those shows i haven't seen it but i know it's in the top 10 on anime news network highest rated anime of all time yeah that's likely it's i i think i saw it up there i mean that crap doesn't even that that shouldn't even be an anime there's no reason why monsters an anime that would be better as like a netflix five season exclusive series Netflix. It would make so much do more it, sense. Do for, it now. Well, for a while, there was talk that they were going to do a live-action monster on Sci-Fi Network or something. It's not a sci-fi show, huh. but yeah. whatever. Okay, next. All right, so um, I did another director, Mamoru Hosoda. Um, and I, I actually... The one that I wrote down here, I had a hard time choosing between this one or the other one that I absolutely, absolutely adored. And I'm actually going to switch to the other one. Okay. Um, Summer Wars. Because I feel like that was one of the best representations of Mamoru Hosoda's work. Like, it just, the story, the music, the uh, the animation for it, absolutely beautiful. Uh, the pacing for the story was phenomenal. You fall in love with the characters. The development there is is primo. It's such a simple concept, you know, uh, come home with me, pretend to be my boyfriend. Um, but they managed to execute it so well and with such a nifty concept and world building um, that I felt like, and and nobody really talks about Mamoru Hosoda, you know, uh, he did The Girl Who Leapt Through Time as well. And uh, I felt like he deserved to be on here. So yeah, Summer Wars. So I still haven't seen Summer Wars. 
I know. I was expecting that. I no, thought you wrote the girl who leapt through time on. I her. originally did, oh, but you, oh, you I, changed it. I, yeah, I switched it to Summer Wars. Same, same director. The girl who leapt through time was just one of his first ones that got him acclaim. Summer Wars is a better movie. So, for the sake of the list, I figured it was worth putting that one up there instead. I don't really know where to put this one because it's been a long time since I saw this. I would probably, if I had to choose a place to put I'm it, I'm going to default to to you, Kimiko. I would probably put it, well, that that's tough, because I would probably put it right below Tokyo Godfathers, but I haven't seen Haibini Renmei. I, I, I would, mm, I haven't seen Summer Wars. And, and, and <laughs> my, my, my inclination, my inclination is to put it below Haibini Renmei, because I think Haibini Renmei has a more sophisticated story. Fair enough. But I also think that Summer Wars is probably a better told story and it, it is a very brilliantly told story, in my opinion. So um, I, I'm fine with putting it above Hibana Rome. Okay. All right. Who's next? All right. I'm next. And I have a very recent anime on here. Genwa Shoujo. Genwa. The Rakugo Shinju. The <laughs> Rakugo anime. Um, and because, because I just finished the second season, I, I haven't technically done the review yet. This is one of the best anime of all time. Like I just, I will say that I will. <laughs> you said that was that that was upon watching the second season. I well, the first season I gave a five, right, out of five, and then I didn't know what they were going to do in the second season, and I just finished the second season, and this is one of the best anime of all time. So the second season is not just is not disappointing. No, the second season is phenomenal and has some of the best writing and some of the most soul shaking scenes and one of the most soul shaking perfect endings I have ever seen in okay. an anime. Well, I haven't Holy seen crap. it. I haven't Neither seen have I. It. So where would you put I it? I haven't seen season two yet, so this is all you. Um, Why don't you start from the? I think we should start from the bottom now. Okay. Because most likely we'll be knocking things off from the bottom. I would think. Um, we can, but I was actually going to put this close to the top. All right. Well, put it put put it where you feel it, it is appropriate. Um, I was gonna I was gonna say that I think that this should go just above Monster. Damn. Okay. Well, I, I I I'm not going to argue with you. Oh, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen it, but we don't. Really have time to argue, and I haven't seen it, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with your. Uh... And the only reason why I'm putting it ahead of Monster because I haven't seen Monster either. The only reason why I'm putting it ahead is because Nakugo is told in a shorter period of time, mm. so I feel like maybe the story is is a little tighter. The um just to go back, I was talking about the top manga of all time. Monster is number two on my on my anime list, or, or sorry, on Anime News Network, and Monster is number five on my on my anime list. Impressive. So, I, I knew I knew it was up there. And then Naushka and Akira are both in the top ten. Are both also on the top ten? Okay, so next up on my list is Space Brothers. So I saw the beginning of it, and I really loved it, but I never finished it. It's very long. It is incredibly long. And unfinished. Oh. Yeah, they ended it. At, they ended it. Ended up. And I can't talk. They ended it on episode ninety nine, and the story wasn't finished, but. And you still think it deserves to be on the list, regardless? I think it's, I think it's remarkable. Mm. Now, I told you I made my list I, I, with a huge dose of I don't give a shittery. Okay. I mean, the anime I I, I mentioned were good are still good, right? But, um, starting from the bottom, I mean, it's obviously better than Empty Geist. Yeah. I I think it's better than Voices of a Distant Star. I, I love Voices of a Distant Star, but it's so short. 
I wouldn't put it ahead. No? I I have a hard time. I had a hard time with putting the 12 Kingdoms on the list with the 12 Kingdoms not having an ending. Okay, well, I'm the, the, I'm the, acquiescent to generally all things in, in today. The... Chucky's like, what? <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> Who is this person? Um. So, so you want to not put it on the list because because right we're only now, doing voice, a top ten, right? Right now, yeah. Voices of the Distant Star is number ten. I I was just filling them in still. Okay, but yeah, you can fill them in. All right, I'm not gonna fight it. We got too many left to fight about about anything really. Wow. Okay, next. Um. So I, uh, my last one for specifically a director, I guess. Um. Takahata, Princess Kaguya. One of the most visually stunning. And you know what? You know what's cr- cr- like like a pain in the ass is with our one director thing. We either have Takahata's first film or, or his, his last, last film. film. <laughs> and there's such different you types of it, movies. You think it's his last film, but he does take like 19 yeah, years to make every movie. Say. So who knows if he'll live long enough to do one more? Um, but yeah, so I. It's just it's so beautiful and the story is so well told i would go with grave of the fireflies and i would go with grave of the fireflies for a couple reasons i think it is a quintessential war movie i think it put it did put takahata like on the map critically and i think it's an original story whereas kaguya is a folktale okay so it's it's told well like it's it's a beautiful adaptation but it's not original but it's not original that's my i can jive with that my nuts are original Good, technically. For you, I had to. I have to get. Have to say that every episode. Oh, that's fair. Right. It's part of the eight-year troll. I'm actually right. pretty sure that you've already talked about your nuts. Though. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> it had been at least five minutes since, so I figured it was, it was due. All right, I, so we're keeping Grave of the Fireflies. My next one is Aoi Bungaku. I think it is a fantastic show. I think it deserves to be talked about, but I'm going to put it below Space Brothers and therefore not even on the list. (laughs) Perfect. Um, My next one is GTO, which most people love. True. Now, I don't know if either of you have seen GTO. I have have. not. Chiaki's seen at least half of it. Yeah, I've seen half. So um, I'm very biased. What uh, What is your assessment as someone who's likely not as biased as I am? Chiaki. Well, I haven't finished it, but the fact that I kind of got bored. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Oh, no. Um, I need a boo drop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could, I could Shame. see. <laughs> Shame. Shame. <laughs> what can I say, guys? We all have our own opinions. Shame. Um. Okay, whatever. I I would put it I would put it just above voices or or just yeah, I don't know. If if it's going to make the list, I would put it like barely on the list. She's such a hard ass. All right. Put it wherever you want. You going to put it number you going to do number 10 or number 11? Just put it number 11. Fight, I don't want to I'm not going to fight. You want me to fight you? <laughs> I, I give you a right hook. Cut. Boom. <laughs> she said fighter. That's what I think you she do. meant verbally. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, GTO is an extremely high-selling manga that has spun off a live-action movie, a live-action TV series, a, an extremely popular manga, and Onizuka is a very is is one of the most well-known anime characters in Japan. 
So if you're going to put it above Voices of a Distant Star or Hibernated Unmay or Summer Wars, that would be why. Okay. Honestly. I mean, besides the fact that it's a good show. Very good show. Well, then let's put it just below Hibernate. Okay, fine. You we'll, convinced me. We'll do that. <laughs> All right, so, what, so who's up next? All right, so I finally uh, transcended from film to television. Um, and when, uh, when making this list, the first one that popped into my head, obviously, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is just, when I think anime classic, must-see anime classic, I think Cowboy Bebop. It was on my list too. I took it off to to, to keep put them it, all different. Yeah. yeah, but I would put it. I would put it just below Summer Wars. I, I could agree with that for sure. Or or even okay. higher. I could even put it above or below Twelve Kingdoms. I could see an argument for that. I could. I could see. I could see myself putting it above Tokyo Godfathers. I don't really think. I don't. I don't think. I think that Cowboy Bebop, Bebop is flawed. But okay. So we'll put it just below Summer Wars. Okay, fair enough. It's very flawed. It has the benefit of the hardcore nostalgia glasses because it was oh, that's probably fair. the anime. It does hold up though. I mean, I've rewatched it as like it's got like sixteen filler episodes in it. I mean, it's just so stylish. I mean, I know, I know, I get it, I get it. But it does, it does have like sixteen filler yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, at I'm, least. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine putting it toward the okay. bottom of the list. Okay. It's a great show. It's, it's, it's an all time great. It has probably the best soundtrack I've ever heard for an anime, but it is flawed. So my next one is Kimi no Nawa, which is the other Shinkai film. Yes. Voices of a Distant Star has now been pushed off the list entirely. So I would like to lobby that we treat this, rather than just a swapping out, we treat this as a new yeah. Shinkai film. That's why we're reusing it as uh, Voices of a Distant Star as kind of like a placeholder anyway, because I figured when we came to another Makoto Shinkai film, it was going to be higher on the list regardless. Yeah. Okay. So where would you guys put Kimi no Nawa? Well, I think it's a great movie. I would put it at least above Monster. I think it's a great movie. Um, I would put it probably, my opinion would be somewhere in the Tokyo Godfathers area. And now I'd like to hear what Yaki thinks. I was going to put it just below Ghost in the Shell. Okay. That's a nice middle ground. That's a nice, that's like an average. Okay. Okay. It's a great movie. Um, I think it was very entertaining. I, I um, it, it, it touched me, but I don't know if I'll give a shit a couple, like, like six more months from now. I think the thing for me with this is one, I think it is Shinkai's kind of big breakout as yeah. a director. Like he's had successes before, but this was like, holy F balls, Batman. The other, the yeah, other reason, I mean, it's true. It did sweep across like the globe. Yeah. I mean, it was in theaters well, here multiple Asia, times. at least. Yeah. Well. All right. So is it your, is you it's your turn. Oh, uh, no, it's, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's your, your turn. turn. Okay. So uh, next one on my list, red line. Oh, Visually stunning. Visually I, stunning. I've seen it twice already, and I still don't really remember the plot. A narrative kind of mess. Yeah. <laughs> it did almost bankrupt Madhouse, though. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Uh, um, I would probably put it like I. I don't think it makes the list, in my opinion. Like it's beautiful, but I don't think it would make the yeah, top ten. Yeah, I don't think it would make the top ten either. Come on. <laughs> I, I, it's a great film. I, I love it. It's just it's, not. It solidly deserves to be in our top 30 that we're creating, but <laughs> not in the top 10 of that 30. Okay. So, but uh, better than Empty Geist. 
Yeah. It's um, <laughs> excuse me. Listen to this. All right, Kimiko, what's your next one? Uh, my next one, and this is <laughs> this is definitely like I can almost guarantee this isn't going to make the list at all. But this is the anime that got me into watching anime. To be perfectly Ooh. honest with you, and that's Full Metal Alchemist slash Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like it was one of those where it made me. FMA was a solid show. Oh yeah, I mean it made me realize that anime wasn't just like Fruits Basket or Oran or. Uh, hell even DBZ and Sailor Moon like it was the first thing that showed me oh no holy crap anime can be violent it can be action packed it can be visually captivating because I thought even the original was beautifully animated um I, Does I, it make the list, though? Probably not. This is another <laughs> one that I saw on a lot of people's lists, and I can definitely see argument for it being up there. But I feel like this one falls kind of right around that GTO, Hi Bene Renme, Cowboy Bebop, which is right on the cusp of the list, but I don't think it makes it for me. And the reason being is because it's just too long. Maybe Brotherhood, and I haven't seen Brotherhood. Well, it's only 50... 50- both of them are only 52 episodes each. But I, I remember only. watching... Well, it's, not, well, it's not Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching and feeling like filler episodes were happening. Maybe... I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there were filler. I, I haven't seen all of Brotherhood, yeah. so I might you know, be biased just off the original FMA. There were definitely episodes of filler. I would say... I would probably put it like below Redline. Okay. Maybe above Redline. Below, right, definitely right. below Voices of a Distant Star, though. Okay. All right. Who's up now? Me. Go. Um, so my next one is Evangelion. And it's mm. been a long time since I've seen Ava, but I was like, I I have to include a giant mech show on here. And Ava is it's either Ava or Gundam, but I think the thing about Gundam is it's such a large franchise that it's like, where do you start? What do you pick? Yeah. And so I went with Ava. To be honest, um, when I was trying to put together the list at work the other day, uh, I asked around and saw if anybody in the bar was an anime fan and asked them, and Evangelion popped up with at least four or five people. So it's, it is a lot of people's number one, probably. It's iconic. Yeah. I don't know if it's... I Like, critically, we could debate it, but... It's definitely iconic. All of these shows are good. I mean, they're all. Oh yeah, they're, they're all basically phenomenal. all shows you could you should watch before you die. Yeah. I don't think it makes the list. I would put it somewhere. I would put it, I will put it somewhere like 14th right at this point, in it, the 14 range. It hurts me, but I don't think it makes the list either. Actually, it doesn't hurt me that much. I think it has way too many flaws. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a great show. It make it's made a shitload of money. Another, Everyone knows it, but those people that know it also probably don't watch a bunch of anime. Another thing that is narratively stylish, but, or sorry, that is stylish, but narratively a mess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. Okay, so next um, I have Crest of the Stars, one of my personal favorites. This is kind of like my personal favorites list, honestly. I and don't know if Crest of the Stars makes it. No, it, it doesn't. Mm. It doesn't. I would kind of put that with Evangelion. It doesn't, but it's one of the best sci-fi shows on the list. I would say that. I can agree with that. We really don't have much, a whole lot of sci-fi on here yet, except Ghost in the Shell. And Crest of the Stars is a great sci-fi show that I, that I wish we got more of. More of shows like that. Mm-hmm. But we won't. Can we go? So my next one I wanted to put in because I feel like we don't get enough music anime for music's sake. 
you know, like focusing not so much on the school aspect or the music club aspect, but on the music and the um, the self-discovery that comes with learning a new instrument and being a part of a band and, and being a part of the community. And that's Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. This Shout out a, to Cosmo. <laughs> this is another one that I'm like for sure in this overall top 30 list, but I don't think it makes top 10 yeah, for me. No, I haven't I don't even think seen so. it though. So I, I would probably put it, I would definitely put it above FMA. Okay. Um, but you know what? I would put it above Voices of a Distant Star as well. Wow. I haven't seen GTO, so I don't know if it would be above GTO, but definitely above Voices. I so. would have put Beck um, 20th. But really? I'm really not... I'm really not interested in arguing about anything right now. <laughs> okay, noted. All right, my next... Not, not that I think it's a bad show. I think it's wonderful. I just think all of these shows are wonderful. It's mm. very difficult to place anything at this point. My next one is Roroni Kenshin, Trust and Betrayal. I've never seen Kenshin. Not, not Kenshin. Just this one part of the OVA. My nips get hard after literally 30 seconds of this anime. <laughs> yes. That's, that's how is. good this is. I'm sorry, it is... My nips get hard. I mean, I'm being serious. I I would say go put it in at number one. I would. I would. What? Discuss while I try to find the beginning. So I've I never can tell seen you. it. I it don't. It is I don't. one of the most incredible pieces of animation of of storytelling ever produced. Better ever than Grave produced? of the Fireflies. Ever produced in anything? Yes. Holy shit! But better than Grave of the Fireflies. Like you mean the number one slot on our list? Yeah. Yeah. What the cheese? <laughs> I would put it there. I would honestly put it there. She's going balls out. Damn. I mean, I can't argue because I've never seen it or anything else from any Roroni Kenshin anything ever. But damn. <laughs> no, I have to I have to put it I, I again, I have to emphasize. I'm not talking about the series Roroni Kenshin because yeah. But all right. Um, so basically, my, my thought on this on this is that it's remarkable. I this is like the hardest thing ever. I I honestly would put it somewhere around. I can't even make a comment about about Akago Shinju because I haven't seen all of it. it. This goes somewhere around Monster for me, which um, is which Monster's number four right now. So, Roroni Kenshin right now on Anime News Network is number five of the best vote counts. It has it has a higher vote count than any of the other top four. Let me see what I got here. I have a clip here from YouTube. Oh, this is not what I wanted. But this is, is this music. music? But this is music from it. It's beautiful. So that is lovely. I would. I the would. The moon peers down on a diseased world. Um, I'll put it at number three, just above Rakugo. Okay. Is it? How long is it? It's a two-hour OVA. Oh, so it's like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Oh, brilliant. You know, you always hear about the backstory of Kenshin during the Romani Kenshin show. This is this the is backstory. The, this is the backstory. Oh, I would I would rewatch it with you. It's been like sure six. I months. mean, if it if it is that highly acclaimed to you, uh, you've never let me down on a recommendation for an anime ever. So I I will watch it. And you it. don't have to be attached to Kenshin because it is the backstory. So it's almost like it could be my introduction to Kenshin. Yes. Gotcha. I have uh, I've seen this movie I've seen this like like thirty six times. That's it's phenomenal. And I, my nips still get hard. <laughs> so you have said multiple times. Yeah. So yeah, what's your next one? Oh my up, uh, v- Vision of Escaflone. 
I wanted to put this on my list, but I don't think it makes the top 10 for where we're at now. It's another one I haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I sort of don't think so either. It's somewhere in the teens. So just put it in there wherever you feel like it. Okay. There there was a time when I thought that Vision of Escaflone was one of the best anime I've ever seen. I don't think it's aged very well at all. I think the music is is godly. It's it, it definitely shows its age now. The music is godlike. Um, the Maya Sakamoto does such an incredible job with um, whatever that with uh, Yoko Kano that Ugh. that it's 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 a free it's a freakish display of talent by on for both of them, but it's it hasn't held up as well as some of these other shows. Keep I honestly go. don't think Cowboy Bebop's held up that well either, but <laughs> not not if you watch the original one like the non remastered stuff, but. Oh. All right, so my next one is relatively recent as well, and it is just a heart-wrenching masterpiece of absolute brilliance, not just for character and story, but also for animation, uh, and that is Your Lion April, or um, Kimi no Uso? Is that what it's uh, Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso. Yeah, so Your Lion April, and I want it to be on the top ten somehow, like, I would put it above Cowboy Bebop at least, but I think that it should be above Tokyo Godfathers. I would put it above 12 Kingdoms. That's where I would slot it in. Perfect. I don't agree. You don't agree? No. I think, like, the 12 Kingdoms creates more than... Your name is... Or, um, Your Line April is a great anime, for sure. Um, Chiaki, or, Chiaki and Kimiko both, both cry their eyes out really <laughs> hard. But... It's it's not a it's not all that complex, and but it's, no, it's but not it's, just about it, it doesn't need to be about a, the complexity of the story. It's about the telling of the story and the style in which they tell it. That that the anime itself is so poetic and so brilliantly written. I can I can be okay with putting it under Twelve Kingdoms. I don't agree putting it over it, but I but I will I will agree because I don't feel like arguing about anything today. So you have said. So, go ahead. so below so Twelve go Kingdoms. Ahead. Yes. Okay. That, no, you can put it above 12, 12 Kingdoms if you wish. Just let it be known that I wanted it to be. Uh, I, I've never seen 12 Kingdoms, so I can't. I'll let you decide well, where you, you put have. it. I've seen the first couple episodes. Well, that's true. The books are really good. Well, we're I not talking about the books. Well, we should be. I recommend reading all the books. Put <laughs> where, it where, put, where do you think we should put, put it? Put it wherever you want. I don't care. Brilliant. I like it. Okay. Um... So, so, all right, so, so, so my so, next one is... So that quote from, from Samurai X. Oh, that one. Is, here's the quote. The moon, and I can't, I, I cannot say it like Seiji Orohiko's voice actor because he's too epic, but the, the quote is, the moon peers down on a diseased world. There is no cure for the disease. An entire race walks mindlessly into destruction. Not even a man of colossal power would be able to prevent the inevitable. Beautiful. So my next one is Spirited Away, which that brings us up to Princess Mononoke and debating between Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke for the Miyazaki spot. Kimiko, I read the quote. Hmm? I read the quote from Samurai X. That's the first quote in the the show. Okay. My nip is hard. Would you like to touch it? I think I'm okay. (laughs) Okay. So Spirited Away was the first... Spirited Away was the first Miyazaki film I ever saw. Aww. And it it was like life-changing to me. Like I was in high school when I saw it. Um I, 
it's I I go with Spirited Away because it is what won the Academy Award. Yes. And it's anime never gets that recognition. No. It should. Um oh yeah, for sure. And I also I'm going to be honest, I actually like it better. I think I, I like it better is, too, but it the, it flows better. There's a couple of points in which I, I feel like Mononoke it. drags. I you know what? You're it. 100% right. I can agree with it. Yeah, spirited away. Yay. I don't I don't I don't know that I do agree with it, but it's I can sit here for 4 hours and argue about it and And we, you don't and feel like arguing and, about anything and today. And we still wouldn't know the answer. And <laughs> I feel like arguing about anything. So. All, All right. right. All right, so is it my turn? Yeah, yep. your last one. All right, so my last one is Cross Game. It's a it's a remarkable sports anime. It's not in the top ten. I would honestly, in my honest opinion, I would put it like twenty third. Sweet. All right, my last one, and this is going to be hard because I don't think either of you have seen it, but there's so little content out there for something like this, um, and uh. It just, there should be. There should be so much more. Um, I chose Harumusuko, Wandering Sun, as my last one. And so rarely do we get to see a non-stereotypical, non-comedic telling of a character's gender issues or um, orientational issues. And, and not only was this done beautifully and poetically, but it was done realistically to to a point where I would I would give this anime to a person who was um, going through issues in terms of transgender and or in terms of um, dysphoria. Like I would I would want to show them this uh, just almost for for comfort, I guess. Like they just handle everything so well. I, it needed to be on my list at least. Um, it's hard to put it on a list because so many so few people have seen it even though it is so but you've seen a lot of what's in our top 10 i mean we've mitsuki and i have both put things on this list or not put things on this list based on solely on our call so this is yours i'll, I'll stand by whatever whatever it is you put and it. i won't argue because i don't feel like doing that today okay <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> i honestly i want to put it above kimi no uso okay like it's 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 very close to me in terms of a a poetic and realistic telling of something very pure and very challenging for a lot of people and i feel i feel like it it does it better with a with a harder topic than kimi no uso your lion april does okay i i i can get behind it all right so we're running a little long would you like to read the top 10? Well, uh, Chiaki have, has one more. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. I have one more. And it it could be, it's Akira. It's not top 10. Okay. Because Akira's ending is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't where make would, any sense at all. Where would you put it then in the list of 30? Um, I would put it around 20, probably. Somewhere, I mean, I think somewhere a, in that range. I think it's a great movie. I love it. It holds up unbelievably. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense why it holds up as well as it does for a movie that's 30 years old. It's an it iconic film. It was the first film to be screened in U.S. theaters, but I'm fine dropping it on the list because of the fact that the ending is just, what? Yeah, it really is. All honestly. right. So what is our top 10 list then once we have finally... And I should say that all every single anime here is great. Oh, yeah. every Everyone we suggested is important for mm -hmm. some reason. So our top ten list, the only list that matters, the top ten anime <laughs> you must see before you die or else you will never make it to either the pits of Church of Mitsugi Hell or the clouds of 
Moe Archangel Heaven are t- starting from number 10, The Twelve Kingdoms, 9, Kimi no Uso, 8, Horo Musuko, 7, Kimi no Nawa, 6, Ghost in the Shell, the 1995 version, 5, Monster, 4, Nakugo Shinju, 3, Roni Kenshin, Trust and Betrayal, 2, Spirited Away, 1, Grave of the Fireflies. All right. Oh, that yeah. Was, that was pretty fun. And I, I want to just throw out there that Tokyo Godfathers was 11. Watching anything by Satoshi Kon is yeah. a necessity. And I want you to know that the best anime of all time is MD Geist. <laughs> all right, so we're going to take a news break. And when we come back, we have a, a variety of impressions to do for you. We are going to be doing Alice to Zodo, Zodoku, Recreators, Fuku Menke, Noise, Buso Shoujo Machiavellism, and Kenka Bancho Otome, Girl Beats Boys. And we'll be back after a few minutes, so stay tuned, don't go anywhere, or Chiaki won't love you anymore. <gasps> That's not true. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and yep, it's time for your anime news break. So Funimation continues to pick up pro- properties to do to dub, and sometimes they do make some strange choices. However, they're very transparent with announcing the casting for these shows. Clockwork Planet and Brave Witches are amongst the most recent pick recent pickups for Funimation. Clockwork Planet specifically is under ADR director Kyle Phillips, ADR engineer Patrick Morphy. And some of the cast involves Dallas Reed as Naoto, Jenny Tirado as Yuzu, Skylar McIntosh as Marie, and Christopher R. Sabat, who a lot of you know from Dragon Ball, as Halter. So, Brave Witches, which is under ADR director Christopher Bevins, has, a, has some of the following people in the cast, Madeline Morris, Amber Lee Connors, Crystal Laporte, Monica Rial, Rachel Robinson, and a lot more, including Terry Doty. So there's quite a few names for, for Brave Witches as there's a lot of different characters in that show. Next up, Pokemon Go makes the news again. Niantic, the game company behind Pokemon Go and Ingress, is looking to do some, some public events that collaborate with the, with the James L. Knight Foundation. They are going to be hosting events that will, that will cause various public areas to close off traffic in various cities so that pedestrians can walk through the streets and interact with each other, playing the games and dancing, and etc. The first of these events are going to take place in Charlotte, North Carolina on May 7th, which is the day that this podcast was recorded, and is going to coincide with the Open Streets 704, which is a community event that similarly will close off car traffic for pedestrians and bicycles. So... Pokemon Go, continually getting people out and doing things. That's always good. Next up, Boruto the manga has ranked number two on the U.S. monthly book scan April list. The Naruto manga was also highly popular in America, and now it looks like Boruto has climbed the charts in short order, making number two of the the Nielsen ratings. Additionally, Tokyo Ghoul is all over the list, ranking number three, number 11, and number 18. And also other popular properties such as Legend of Twilight, Twilight Princess, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, and a few others are also high on the list. So Boruto continuing to dominate. 
Lastly, Crunchyroll has added a couple of popular properties to its lineup for consumption by the public, which includes Rage of Bahamut Genesis, probably the most recent title, Mikagude School Suite, and Romeo X Juliet the Anime are all going to be available on Crunchyroll. So for those of you that haven't had a chance to watch those animes, they're all going to be available on there in English, so go check them out. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Can I use your laptop? Yeah, sure. Here you go. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? What did you see? I can explain. Huh? Uh, um, uh, I mean, nothing? Wait, what were you looking at? Tea. Just tea? Not just any tea. It's Sakura tea on JList.com. Oh, oh boy. Wait, why are you freaking out over tea? What else in life does one freak out over? Where do I start? Hmm. This is actually pretty cool. The flower blooms in your cup with hot water. Isn't it? I knew JList.com had all kinds of fun snacks, but I didn't know they had tea. So, you gonna buy it? You bet your sweet tea bag I am. But only after I look at the other cool teas and snacks on JList.com and their non-adult mirror site, JBox.com. When it comes to Pokemon, don't mess with Kazuo. I was in sixth grade, and I had Pokemon on my Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I think, at the time. I was in gym class, and we were in the locker room, and I'm getting changed. This kid runs by, grabs my Game Boy, and bolts. (gasps) And so I never got it back. Kid stole my Game Boy with my Pokemon in it. So in sixth grade, uh, one of my electives, I was a teacher's assistant. This kid had that teacher. So I basically went, allegedly, went into the computer and wrecked all of his grades <gasps> yes. and oh found his locker combination because the teacher keeps a record of all that. Broke into his, allegedly, broke into his <laughs> locker, stole all of his Pokemon cards, which he had a ton of, and took all of his textbooks and threw them away. I think he assumed it was me. We did end up getting to, into a fight later on. <laughs> And you beat his ass? Yeah, yeah, I got into a lot of fights in school. You beat that kid's ass, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, used to fighting. Back to the show. And we're back to the 370th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Good to be back. Good to be back. So before we get into our impressions, we have a five-star review, a very short one. Who would like to read the five-star review? I am more than happy to read it. So this comes from Too Old for Anime. The anime crew have really cemented my addiction to anime. Mission accomplished. Oh, well, there we go. We can uh, phone it in, guys. 370 episodes. All right. So we have a we have a batch of impressions to do for you guys today, starting with Alice Tozodoku. But before that... Today, we're going to be doing impressions. Impression time. Believe it. Okay. So, so who, who had the Alice anime? That was me. Okay. And that was, um, I actually threw that one onto my list, uh, even though it was like nobody had picked it because it looked like it had some serious promise. Um, just a, a brief synopsis on it. It's basically about this group of uh, young girls who they, they possess these mysterious type power things that they call Alice's dreams. Um, and it, it allows them to turn their thoughts into reality. And and it, it opened up, right, with 
a really interesting, like it looked like it was going to be dark. It looked like the premise was going to be a little bit more like, you you see um, the main girl, uh, Sana, I think is her name. You see Sana walking around in kind of like a, a hospital gown type thing. And it's obvious that she's escaped some sort of facility and they're looking for her. Uh, she's running out of power. They've starved her so that she, because apparently like, the what gives them their power is caloric intake basically and so she's you know trying to escape but running out of juice um they find her somebody comes and saves her gives her some marmalade i think or something in jars so that she can get some calories and and get enough energy to jump and the person says go to a major city and cause havoc wreak havoc so like it opens up in a way that I'm like, okay, this is going to be really interesting. This looks like it's going to be super dark. And then the girl, Sana, is standing, once she jumps to another place, she's standing at the top of this really tall tower in Shinjuku. And the first thing she does with her new power boost is puts herself in a gothic Lolita dress. Like a like a big, floofy, pink Lolita moe dress. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh no. And then she, you know, the next thing you know, she's in like a little convenience store and uh, Zoroko or uh, Zoroko or whatever his name is, um, he's, he, sh- he like goes to the store. You can like, there's some, some other side stories about him and the Yakuza, but like he goes to the store, he sees her looking at all of the food and she's apparently been sitting there for three hours and she tries to offer him a wish to make a deal and he's like oh is that from like a manga and she's like you're making fun of me Uh," and like vanishes um and so already their kind of chemistry seems very much like i'm a grumpy old man and i'm yelling all the time and she's very like moe loud obnoxious i am the queen sort of mentality and it, it just got real old real fast um and copy that, or on on top of all of that, with uh, the random CGI, which is just really awful, awful CGI. Ugh, bad um, CGI is the worst. It's it well, like the the car scenes, like the car chases and stuff, and all of the uh, the special effects for their powers and everything, which just is just real, real bad. Yeah. So super tropey. Uh, super annoying and and obnoxious to me personally. Like if you like that kind of anime, you might enjoy it. But I just with the with an opening as interesting as it had to just kind of fall into the rigmarole of super trope. I was like, I can't, I can't. So I, it just didn't have enough for me, and I'm and I'm kind of sad that I made myself watch it. <laughs> Fail. Happily ever after. Of course, Elizabeth. What a pile of shit. <coughs> All right. So I'm going to do the next anime, I think. <coughs> I'm doing Recreators, which is an anime that... Another one of those re-anime. There's a whole bunch of those now. It's like four or five of them. Re-life. Well, you know, we did it Re-Zero. once. Now we'll do it again. Yeah. So re Recreators is an anime where... It's a, it's a, it's it, I guess it centers around a boy who's an otaku, and and suddenly the the worlds in which his fandom revolves come to life so to speak because various characters from from these 
of these video games or these anime shows or these manga or whatever they are, they they come to life and they jump into his world and they join our world. So there's like an anime where there's a the girl with red hair whose name is Celestia and she's super cute and she's kind of a badass. And in her in, in her anime, she fights with a sword and she has a mech that she rides, but she gets pulled out of her show and brought into into the real world. And she's like, "What the hell's going on? Where am I?" Etc. And he doesn't really understand what's going on, but he recognizes her from from the anime. And then there are a variety of other characters that get pulled into into the world that people enjoy from various forms of media as well. There's a there's a magical girl who who gets pulled in, and she what the hell's her name? She's got a um, magical girl, Mamika, magic um, Mahoshojo Mamika. And then there's a like a badass guy who who comes in from an anime where he's the villain, and his name's Yuya, and he's got like cool sunglasses. And then there's a variety of other characters as well that that get pulled into the world. And I think after the third episode, there were four or five characters that had come in. Mm-hmm. And so, and my understanding is that without having seen more than three episodes of this, my understanding is that the characters, the people from from the from Japan, are going to get put into 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 the fantasy worlds. So they're going to swap places, is my understanding. Okay. So it's a little bit interesting, and the first three episodes had some fairly decent action scenes in them. Not only action scenes that were shown from inside the worlds of the characters and where they came from, but also, for example, when Celestia fights the magical girl in the show in episode two or three, it's a pretty cool fight scene, and it, they're doing a, they're doing a, a quite good job with the stylization of the anime and making it entertaining and the pacing. There's a there's a sequence during the second episode I think where they're trying to they're trying to change things in the story of the shows to see if they can because most of these most of these characters in these anime and video game characters come from these worlds that kind of suck. They're all like post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. or whatever and and the and the characters are mad the characters from the animes are meeting they're meeting the people who created their stories in real life so they're like they're meeting the people that created their worlds it's like they're like their god almost and you know you have like it sounds really nifty you have some like otaku guy who's just like this you know no this you know generic otaku character from japan but he's also a manga artist or whatever and he is the person who is the god of this world because he created it and so, you know, they'll be like, well, what the hell's wrong with you? Why did you make such a shitty world for me or or mm. whatever? And so there's a sequence in the show where they're trying to figure out how they can how they can edit things in the world and see, to see if it changes things about the characters that have come over, like huh. their like their appearances and stuff. Yeah. So it, it's it, it, it's an interesting premise. I, I really don't know exactly where it's going, but the show is it's fun to watch and the pacing is good. The animation is fairly good. There's not a whole lot of things about it that I think aren't good good at this point, and so I, I actually think Recreators is a pretty solid anime. I actually I think I'm I'm probably gonna pass it. Huh? Yes, yes. Oh yeah. Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? 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 I have exercised the demons. This anime is done by Studio Troika, whom hasn't done a huge amount of stuff. They did Aldno Zero and Aldno Zero Two. 
They did uh, Sakurako-san, whatever, footsteps thing. They did um, a couple idol shows. But it's a, it's a relatively new studio, but it seems like they're doing a pretty good job with with their limited experience. Also, the director is A. Aoki, whom it should not be overlooked because he has done a ton of directing on really popular shows. All Know is Zero, Fate Zero, you know, more Zeros, Fate Zero Season 2. What the hell is with this guy and doing animes with the name Zero in it? Maybe that's part of his contract. I will do this anime, but you have to change the title to something with no, Zero. No, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. All Know is Zero. Fate Zero, Fate Zero Two, Ga Ray Zero. Let me see any other zeros here. Horomusko. He did Horomusko. Yep, he sure did. Whee! And let's see, those are the those are the major ones. But yeah, I mean, nice. He's he's a very prolific director, so it's a good show. Recreators, I would check it out. I'm excited to watch it. Okay, next. Uh, so the next one that I'm doing is Fukumenke Noise. Um, I am next, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the next one is is Fukumenke Noise, which is basically it's um a another music anime, very like uh, high school based, and it it focuses on um this girl Nino uh, Arisuga, Arisugawa, and you kind of learn very early on in the first episode that she had these very very close friends when she was younger like very very young like elementary school and they had all made kind of promises to each other uh in regards to music uh yuzu was a composer sort of, uh, of sorts and he uh he created a melody specifically for her when he left her life like he moved away and um this other guy momo uh who she seems to be incredibly attached to um basically kind of told her like to keep singing and uh long story short she thinks that her voice will be able to reach him and bring him back into her life and so the first thing we see of her is her uh first as a little girl standing in front of the ocean singing this one particular melody um and I was a little bit nervous at first because she's literally just doing that like like la 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 like she's just like doing a very like for the melody, like there aren't yeah. any words, she's just lying, and um, then it flashes forward, and she's I'm I'm assuming high school age, and she starts she's still singing that song, so they kind of imply she's been going back every day singing that song, and then looking over her shoulder to see if uh, she has, I guess, sung enough for them to hear and come back to her, um, and so as she's starting high school. She runs into, um, at like the orientation, there's a band who's playing and she knows instantly that the guitarist is Yuzu. And um, later on, uh, she realizes that, uh, like by the end of the episode, she realizes that the other guy is, uh, his name is Momo, that he's also, um, he's also at the high school. And so they've both kind of like come back into her life. And it, the, the show is very much surrounding, you know, their music and this kind of, it feels like a love triangle of sorts, and there's really nothing wrong with this anime, so to speak. I just, I was, I was instantly very annoyed with the with the main character. Um, she, it just, I, I felt like they were they were using her in a way that was a little comical in places that didn't need to be comical. Uh, she, she came off a little whiny to me. Um, uh, a little overly optimistic, I guess, about the whole situation. It just it felt a little forced storyline wise. I I wanted a little bit more 
of of a seriousness to this than what I got. And I, I liked the animation style. I thought it was nifty. Um, when at one point she takes over in the band as the lead vocalist and uh she has a little bit of a weird mental breakdown trying desperately to get her voice out for Momo to hear. Um, and and she's just like holding on to her, her head and, and screaming the lyrics out and singing them super passionately. And visually, I thought it was a really cool scene. Um, but story-wise, I'm like, girl, the... Did you get their number or something? Can you like call them? Like that's basically saying like, oh yeah, uh, I'm just gonna scream into the void and hope somebody hears me. Like it's very, I don't know. It's I just, do that every night. And <laughs> I, I hear you actually. Um, and she she uh, there there was this sort of connection, and I kind of spaced out a little bit at this. Um, something to do with Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in the first and second episodes that were hit on very heavily. Um, that has a very negative like reaction to her um and and I just I don't know I I couldn't get into this anime as much as I wanted to it's not bad I just wasn't I wasn't feeling it so it's if you really like this anime I'm sorry guys but on a personal level I I can't pass it all right goodbye so the next one I think then is now up to me okay um, and that is Buso Shoujo Machiavellianism, and or otherwise known as um, Armed Girls Machiavellianism. This is based on a manga, started in 2014, still running, six volumes. Um, the television show is being produced by um, Nippon Columbia? is the producers. The studios involved are Silverlink and Connect. Um, This anime... Honest... Okay, honestly, watching this, it felt like Kill a Kill and... What was that prison anime? Oh, Dead Man Wonderland? No, 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 no. Rainbow? No, those are both (laughs) decent. I'm talking about the one the 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 prison with where it was all like guys in the prison and the wards were hot chicks. It was recent. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Someone in the chat, help me out. No idea what you're talking about. Actually, didn't Kazuo like do an impression on it? Maybe something. I remember watching some. It. it, Anyways, basically, it was really the rock starring Sean Connery. Prison school, prison school. Prison school. Thank you, thank you, Bcom, Joshua, Fignat, all of you Everybody guys. Everybody except chat. us. Everyone. Yeah. Except us. <laughs> we got, tried real hard. Got it. Um, we tried real hard. So, this school feels like Kill a Kill and Prison School had a really, really messed up baby. <laughs> and when I say really messed up, I mean like like a baby that only a mother could love. And by <laughs> and by a mother, I mean whoever wrote this show and produced it because <laughs> no, I don't really. Uh, that's about it for me. Here's here's where here's where I'm getting these vibes. So mm-hmm. the plot is that there is a private academy that was originally an all girls school, and when they opened it up to to guys, the girls got so nervous about the fact that there would be men with them that they wanted to carry weapons, which I guess was okay. Um, and after, after they were allowed to carry, carry weapons, five member vigilante groups began to form in different classes 
to then upkeep the peace and make sure the girls were okay. Um, so after a bunch of time, there's a five swords group that now takes it upon themselves to correct problematic students. Um, and the Academy capitalizes on this by accepting said problematic students for the girls to kind of correct them. So like, for example, all the boys who attend this high school are required to cross dress so that they don't make the girls uncomfortable. This is real weird, dude. And this is getting a little bizarre. And like they required to. Well, otherwise they get beat up by the girl vigilante groups and like. Like the other men around the high school will, if if something like scandalous happens, they'll be like, "Oh my goodness!" But it's about like a bully. Like, is, is this show about bullying or what? I'm, I'm so confused. Like right groups now. of kids beating up other groups of kids. So, um, of course, main character dude uh, Nomura Fudo gets enrolled into the school, and um, he uh, he just wants to be free and doesn't want people to tell him what to do. So he gets into fights with the girls. Well, yeah, it sounds like there's a bunch of assholes at the school. That's why That's why I'm like, it's kind of like prison school in this like school setting, like beating up on the guys, you know, that kind of thing. And almost like that kind of kill a kill. And it's really weird and quirky. But where kill a kill was good and prison school was funny, this anime is just eh, at best. Eh. I just I I can see why there are people who are going to love this. It is ridiculous. It does have a fight scene or two. But um yeah, no. Um I, I yeah, no. That is the first time in my life that I had ever gotten halfway through a swallow and actually felt it come back up. It was not a good experience for me. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> you are a fail drop now. No. <laughs> true, true, true story though. That was me watching the sound. Come on, Mike. Come on, my dude. <laughs> I didn't realize you had actually saved that as a drop when Kazuo said, "You know what? I'm." It isn't I'm upset me. at myself. It doesn't even that. take Kazuo for me to take note of a statement like that. Yep. Yep. Careful what you say. Anything can be a drop. Anything. That was good times had by all. All right, so um, my last impression for today is uh, Kenka Bancho Otome, Girl Beats Boys. Are we taking out the trash today or what? <laughs> I guess We passed so. everything on day one, on week one. We had all the good shit. Yeah. There was a lot of good shit, and that means that some things weren't. Um, so this anime, I was, I was a little hopeful for this anime, um, just because the whole premise was uh, a girl who um, is named Hinako. She was, you Kin- know. St- I'm sorry, Kinako? Hinako. Oh, okay, I was just saying, because Kinako means like soybean powder. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, her name is uh, Hinako Nakayama, and she spent her entire life being raised by state run orphanages. And one day she stumbles upon uh, her twin brother. A long lost twin brother, and her long lost twin brother is uh, one of the, um, like the son of one of the major members of the yakuza, and he. It, it kind of feels like he manipulates her into taking his place at the school he's supposed to be going to, because he's uh, kind of sickly, and this school, um, which is basically like a, it, it's called. Uh, Shishiku Academy and it's an all boys school specifically for 
the the kids of um, like Yakuza members and delinquents and whatever. And in order to succeed in the school, you have to uh, basically defeat all of the other guys and become the head of like your class and kick everybody else's ass. And so he manipulates Hinako into taking his place because they're twins. And so she pretends to be him at this academy. And she took a whole bunch of martial arts growing up. And so she actually has the ability to kind of move up the ranks. Um, Ultimately, it was relatively entertaining. But I think the reason it was relatively entertaining is because the episodes are eight minutes a piece. So I was a little surprised about that. It's a quick runtime. Yeah. So I, I feel like it was more entertaining because it was short. Like it was, it was easy. I watched three episodes. I I watched three episodes in 24 in literally the amount of time it would take to watch one. Um, And so the, the, you know, story moves relatively quickly it's a very simple story. You know, it's just very much this, you know, Hinako tries to move her way up the ranks for her brother. Um, they There are some interesting scenes where they'll cut to Hinako or one of the delinquents or, you know, one of the teachers. And they'll almost, it's almost like they're being interviewed by someone. And so they'll be talking to someone off camera and it has this interesting feel of almost like Hinako was placed there maybe by the police as a spy. Like it has that interesting feel to it. Artistically, it's not bad to look at. The fight scenes are pretty, actually pretty decently animated, I suppose, but they make some very interesting choices to save money. Like all of the side characters are in gray. Like oh. only the main and, and I'm not talking like they're in the distance gray. I'm talking like you have three three characters standing in the exact same position, but only one of them has been colored. The rest are faceless and gray. Is it like Moara Penguin Drum where they're like silhouettes? No, like they are the, the outline of them looks like an actual person. They are just gray and faceless. It's it's hmm. a very strange choice that doesn't seem so much artistic as it does a way to save money on budget. Um hmm. And and so out of the three that I watched for for today, this was probably the best one, and that's saying something because it's really not like anything to write home about. Um, and because we have so many good anime this season, this one just doesn't. I feel like there it doesn't really make the cut. It's an easy watch. Go ahead and watch it if you want something kind of like mindless action or whatever. And maybe later on something interesting will happen and it'll be worth it. But in terms of like what to pass for this season, it's just not quite there. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to fail it. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so we passed one anime today, re, uh, Recreators. So Sweet. up until this point, we passed. Let me. Um, we passed zero, a grimoire of zero, correct? Mm-hmm. Recreators, Shingeki no Kyojin, Denai Ko Bokun, correct? This one yours, Chucky. Oh yes. Love Tyrant. Sorry, Love Tyrant. Boruto, yes. Sakura Quest, mm-hmm. and did. And did Cosmo do uh, Hero um, Hero Academy season two yet? I think so. Did he? So I think, well, maybe not, but I'm pretty sure he's. So we uh, have, I would pass it anyway. We have <laughs> one. We have one more animated pass and one more week to go. So we shall see. 
Yeah, well, we're going to find out what it is next week, and then we'll be opening up the listener choice poll. Aw, yeah. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, bag, bag. You guys are an embarrassment with your mailbag dance. Um, it is the more coolest. like a godsend. If yep. you would like to we write a mail, blessing. if you would like to write to write a mailbag to the show, do it on our website www.aaapodcast.com, and uh, you can submit a mail, submit a mailbag, and three months later we'll answer it because that's about how far behind we are usually. <laughs> is it time for a mailbag episode? Uh, we just had one of those about oh, really? a month ago. Right after the Japan trip, we did one because we were way behind. Is it time for a mailbag? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Muda 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 writes. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Kimiko read this one. I wonder why. Uh, Muda 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 writes. How is the LGBTQ community treated in Japan? Is being not straight frowned upon, or is it despised and people are forced to stay in the closet? Um, I actually and and I recommend for anybody who is curious about this question, I recommend watching. Um, Ellen Page has this show on Viceland, on Vice, um, and it's called Gaycation. And it's basically her and her friend go to various uh, various countries around the world and they interview people about uh, being LGBTQ. They uh, interview people in the community. After the shooting in Orlando, they went to Orlando and did an entire episode dedicated to the aftermath of that. Like, it's very, it is a very cool show dedicated to learning more about how other cultures and their LGBT communities kind of interact. And they have their first, I think it's the first episode of season one is about uh, Japan. And I think long story short, what I got out of that episode is that there are communities that that Japan has specific to the LGBTQ community. Like they have various areas, various kind of like portions of, of cities where you can go and it's like a safe haven, but it is still very secretive. It is it's almost like like a dirty hobby to them. Like you can go to these places um, and you can you can have this safe haven, but you don't talk about it. Um, you you don't kind of. You, you don't advertise really outside of these places. Um, they even have, one of the things I found the most interesting is they have what's called, um, there, there are certain organizations that provide almost like a fake, uh, a fake relationship. So these people will meet through this organization and they will be each other's beards. And for those of you who don't know, like being someone's beard is basically being a, a fake heterosexual partner to them to take to family uh, gatherings, to take mm. to weddings. Um, and in Japan, it even goes so far as to they, they buy a house together, they live together, they are married on paper, but the both of them are gay and will be with their partners in secret. And so they have each other to kind of give this this face of heterosexuality to their family and to society um, in, as a way of having a, a kind of like, they, they can be gay on their own time, but they haven't dishonored anybody. So yeah, it's it's really sad, honestly. Um, I'm glad that there are safe havens for, for the LGBTQ community in Japan, uh, considering that they don't allow gay marriage and that it is so frowned upon. Um, but they've still got a long way to go for any sort of open uh, respect and and you know allowance of this. So, good sorry, job. I just got off on good a job. tangent. Good job covering there. that one. Thank you. That was good. Next mailbag. All right, next any, one. Any other comments there? No. 
Okay. Icy Rose writes, hello again, AAA hosts. Anime seems to like using either the Sengoku period, Bakumatsu War, War or World War II as a setting a lot. Yet I don't see many anime on other major war in Japan's history. Uh, in Japan's history, most specifically the Genpei War, which saw the rise of the samurai class. Is there any reason behind why that period is barely covered by anime? Because from what I've learned, it makes it seem like it would be a good one. Also, what other wars, not necessarily from Japan's history, would you think would make do you think would make a good anime? I just think they pick the the, the time periods that have the most that are the most popular and they make anime about that. Which is why the Sengoku period has a million Anime. I also think, and this is complete speculation, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's an element of like, there was one random anime, I don't know what it was, but at some point there was an anime that was set in the Sengoku period and it did really well, and everyone was <laughs> like, oh, well Sengoku anime sell really well, and then they kept making it, yeah, because that one anime did really well, and maybe it had nothing to do with the fact that it was set in the Sengoku period, but. So it's, it's, this is a thoughtful question, but I'm not quite sure how to answer it. Yeah, as far as other wars, though, that not necessarily from Japan's history that yeah. I think would be... No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, snap. I actually want to see an anime about Bastille Day. We don't Ooh. see a lot of anime that takes place in France. That's be true. interesting. I would be... I would be... Okay, <laughs> let me... Let me, let me add a caveat to this one I would be interested in something that talks about the cultural revolution of China I know that's not technically a war was mm. um an awful lot of people died yeah like it's it I don't know if it's technically like a tens war of millions. but but there was definitely a lot of bloodshed and violence. Um, but the reason why I'm like, I want to put a caveat to this is because I don't know how the Japanese would do in telling that story. Yeah. So let me just say, like, I I think there are a lot of stories to tell. And I, and I say that because I actually, and I think you had him too, had a professor in college who lived in China through the yeah. Cultural Revolution. Yeah, he had he, some crazy stories. He's Chinese. And he had some insane stories. And I just think it would be it would be interesting to see some of those stories kind of told. Um, it wouldn't be a very fun anime. No, it wouldn't be. I, it would it, it would be really heavy. Even according to the Chinese government, I, I just looked it up, even according to the Chinese government, which probably vastly understating the total, 30 million people died of hunger and of ordinary Chinese uh diseases during the cultural revolution 30 yeah. million no i mean it would be it would be really heavy but i feel like that's that's a period of time that you don't see a lot of media about and so i would be interested in some more media about it if it was handled well i don't know if they could handle it properly because i don't know if they'd be able to have enough expertise on the subject to do it and and that's what i'm saying like but there's a lot of literature about it and it's usually pretty interesting literature actually i've read quite a few of those books um okay Next mailbag is from Brego, writes, Hey, AAA team, I am interested in learning about Shintoism and the philosophy behind it, its religious history. Are there any anime that have anything like that as either the main theme or a nice backdrop? So I typed in, I went to Google and I typed in Shinto anime. Oh, there you go. And I have a list. Asagiri no Miko, Gingitsune, Inari Konkon Koi Iroha, Kanazuki no Miko, Red Data Girl. These are off of uh, Reddit, I think. Sasami-san at Gambara Nai, Ucho Tenkazoku, Mononoke, Ayakashi, Kamichu, and a few others. Natsume Yujincho. 
The one on there that I would recommend is Gingitsune. I enjoyed that one. I thought it was fun. It, it was, was pretty cute. cute. Yeah, it was it was a slice of life little, little cute thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 not too difficult to to just Google things like that and um, find the answers you need. Usually, someone else has asked the question. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. Next. This next one's long. Who wants to read it? I will. Go for it. He also misspelled my name. How dare you? <laughs> so this one is from Mexicanadian. He also misspelled Cosmo's name, but that's but that's a, but that but that one's okay. You can do that. <laughs> so Dia Pope Mitsugi Moe Chiaki or, or, or Moe Archangel Chiaki Nocturnal Kimiko and Cool Cosmo. Why you are nocturnal? Nocturn- I am you nocturnal. Are. You're right. I have a question that may turn out to be a long mailbag, but please bear with me. This question is a splinter on my mind, and only the AAA podcast crew can help me out. Back in the early 2000s, when I started to seriously watch anime, I stumbled upon an anime called Da Capo. This is the type of anime the AAA crew seen a thousand times, yet for me, at the time, was groundbreaking. The two main characters, Junichi and Nemu, both high school students, brother and sister but not blood-related, eventually fall in love. At the time, it was my first time seeing this type of anime, and I found it to be deliciously incestuous. My question to the AAA podcast crew is thus. Have you seen DeCapo? Do you find it to be horrendous, below average, average, above average? What is your take on this anime compared to the many others of its kind you have seen? And thank you for making my anime addiction substantially worse. I liked your your reading of that. Thank you. It kind of like grew into that by the end (laughs) of it. I don't know what happened, but it just kind of had a life of its own. I've never seen DeCapo. I haven't either. But I do love incestuousness. I haven't either, but... I think probably the best sort of sort of incestuous anime out there is Pupa. Oh, come, on. <laughs> come off it, you crazy! I'm just kidding. Please don't watch that. There's a no, lot of or on a, High School Host Club for for faked incestuousness. Yeah. There's a lot of this stuff. I mean, where do I begin? Really, True Tears, Sakura Diaries. I even think Love Hina had some of that in it. Um, I don't really particularly enjoy the theme. Sometimes it's done not in a horrible way. Yeah. But usually I don't really love it. And All right. I haven't seen Doc Capo, but I'm guessing that's it probably is the same. So the, the last mailbag comes from Cloud Chaser. This is good, and there's a funny punchline at the end of it. Gohan is coming back. Hell yeah, he is. They have him fighting the new DB Super episode 80, maybe oh, 81. Yeah. Did his, you watch those episodes? I did. He got his ass whooped by Piccolo. What did you think? Um, Dragon Ball Super uh, looks and at times makes no, it looks like crap and at times makes no sense, but I'm watching it. Are you excited to see him back at least in some way? I am. Kazuo, I know you gave up on this show, but you have to be lying if you tell us that Gohan back in action doesn't make your nipples a little hard. Mine are hard. Even the <laughs> Boo episode 78 to 79 were fun to watch. I am writing this the day before episode 80 comes out, 2 17 Oh, God. So maybe it will give you the six months to read this and watch the episode. Okay, not six months. It's more like three months. Okay, I'm going to try and guess the date you will read this. May 7th, 2017. Am I right? Boom. Mind blown. It literally is May Burn 7th. Burn the witch. It literally is May 7th. Burn it literally the witch. Is. <laughs> No, legit, though, Burn the Witch. I'm terrified. That's pretty funny. So Dragon Ball Super, I, ha- I, I, I am up to date on it, and I watch it whenever the new episode comes out. And it's it's not it's not great. It's, it's oh, man, I mean, it, ha- it has moments. It really does. Hmm. The, the Black Goku arc with um, 
with the alternate Goku from the other universe. Um, that, excuse me. It's African-American Goku. It wasn't actually black. He just was wearing black clothing. <laughs> so that was good. Also, Future Trunks came back in that section, and that was really cool, seeing Future Trunks again. I do love Future Trunks. Yeah, he's really cool. And But then there's things in the show that make no sense at all. Like, for example, Android 17 is recruited to fight in the like multi-universe tournament that they're, that they're getting ready to have. And you know he's one of the androids that, after the Cell Saga, kind of vanishes. And he literally fights Goku toe-to-toe at, while Goku's in Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan, which is impossible. There's no way he could ever fight Goku in that form because Android 17 is... He's, he's like at Piccolo level. I mean, he'd never be able to fight Goku. Go, Goku's at, like, the God of Destruction level. So it just makes no sense. Sometimes things just don't add up. But... I am, I am still enjoying it. It's Dragon Ball. It is what it is. I watch it at night before I go to bed, and it's goatee pleasure. So, whatever. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Kazuo won't watch it. I've already, I, I've already told him that he, that he should. Okay. That's All the right. end of the episode. So, thank you guys so much for listening in with us. It's yeah, that was long really one, fun. Right? It was it, a it, fairly long episode. Yeah, a little, but... So... Again, you can find us on our website, www.aapodcast.com. I recommend you go on there and check out our hentai episodes and the Hobby Addicts episodes and the after parties, which we're going to do an after party in a minute. Woo! And, oh, yeah. And it's a lot of fun, so I, I do recommend you guys check that out. It really helps out the podcast, keeps us keeps us in business, keeps us buying new equipment and all kinds of stuff. And, of course, we're on iTunes. You can leave us, leave, you can leave us a review if you want. And Kazuo would, would want you to join our Facebook group because there's something like 800 people on there now that listen that are all chatting. It's a big community. There's even, like, a, a page on there that where you can sell your – you can trade your anime stuff with other people. Kind of interesting. So, yeah, check all of that out. And, of course, we're on Twitter and all the other places too. So you want to you wanna hit all that up. So anything else, guys? Nope. Thanks for joining us. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, I don't know what we're doing yet, but I'm sure it'll be good. I know we're going to finish our impressions, so we'll see you then. So until then, have be safe and have fun.